What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jurgen at the only podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm your full brother, Sam Canning. And I'm Jordan Canning, a.k.a. Roberto Rotten. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. That's just great. It's 20. Tw- it's a new era. A new decade. Breathe with the Switchblade. Welcome to 2020. And the final... We're in the final stretch in the final year. God Man. willing... I don't know what... (laughs) We've had a a glorious two weeks off. Feels like so much longer. Boy, did I not want to watch this episode. No. I mean, when do you ever want to watch an episode of this show? (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'm... Sometimes I have a feeling of, like... I mean, I gotta know what happens next. But, I mean... Yeah, I think this is the most I've ever struggled to, like, sit down and turn the episode on. Especially considering that uh, GoToJo.org was having a real rough one today. Oh, it was not doing so good for me. It was like skipping backwards and and it was Loading lagging and, and it would just freeze. I'm glad that we we watched it today. We both watched it today, which is unusual yep. for this podcast. And and let me tell you, I forgot it as I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's This uh, episode was fucking boring. This episode is uh, you listeners and viewers of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. They tune in for the for the teen kisses, for the d- romantic uncouplings, and for the drawn out custody battles with a character who has been missing since season two. I don't so, know, man. Like I, I, I hated this episode. Like I, I couldn't. Just like it was, it was just sliding out of my brain the second anything happened. When I think of problems that all teens deal with, their dad getting evicted is definitely one that's up there for me. I now I do like that. Uh, this is uh, Season 5, Episode 15, Untying the Knot, written by Brenda Hampton and Jeffrey Rogers, directed by Gail Bradley. Um, ah, the Gail Boomerang. Welcome back to the director's chair. Yeah, uh, this is uh, boring. Well, there were some moments that made me angry. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I hated Ethan. <laughs> oh, you didn't like Ethan in this one. That's, no, I didn't That's I sort didn't of like a shift Ethan. of the normal course of us liking Ethan. Yeah, as far as Ethan goes, I didn't like him. Uh, I didn't like the way that they talk about Chloe. There wasn't Um, any vampires trying to murder Ethan either to sort of counterbalance. No, no. Um, And I'm trying to remember anything else that happened. I watched watched the damn thing three hours ago. I don't remember a fucking second. Well, you liked liked Ricky in this episode. Was Ricky in it? He was in it. He wore his leather jacket like he always wears now because he's good Ricky. Yeah, what did he... Whatever. He said Whatever. he said fuck, it's good fuck. that they <laughs> So this episode um starts with Amy looking for George. Or Why are as we I wrote still it, doing this, Jordan? Because we have to finish it. We made it almost all We're the way so through. We're so close. We don't Can't have we just... to... <laughs> I mean we watched we watched the Just Say Me episode enough times that I think we've seen we've watched episodes of this hundred and twenty one times by now, right? Our our uh, our immortal task is never over until we've seen the final episode and everything in between. We're like we're basically done. We gotta come on. Ugh. I know. I 
I want to. I want to do. I want to do not this too. It's just, I, this is exactly what I thought season five of this podcast was going to be. <laughs> so Amy's looking for George, or as I wrote it in my notes, Amy is looking for Gorge, and Nora's here with Moose, and uh, and she's talking Moose about exists. how he's in it. He's still around. Hey. Um, she's a dog. Nora is talking about um, how George has been lying about Roberto this whole time, and uh, and how that's made Anne. Amy's talking Amy- about that. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Amy found it's out hard. about the paternity test. Apparently, uh, David told Anne, uh, and Anne told Amy. Ah, uh, it's uh, again. Welcome back to this show. Where yeah, so George is here. George is here, and Nora leaves. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw out one weird line where Amy says. Uh, first of all, Amy says that uh, she doesn't care about Moose, which uh, I mean that means I don't care about Amy. But okay, and then I don't. I whatever. He can dial nine one one. I've been a moose hater since. He can since dial nine one one. Yeah, and he shouldn't. He should stop doing that. He can waste a cop's time, Sam. That's praxis. He's not wasting a cop's time. He's wasting a nine one one operator's time. So, um, Nora talks about how uh, this is the weird line. Just, just you know, a thing that a person would say. She says, "Oh, he's sleeping over at Kathleen's, probably. But I don't know where they'd be by now. They could be at a convenience store, or a biscuit place, or putt putt." <laughs> I love Putt Putt. I love Biscuit Place. Uh, I like when Putt Putt go to the zoo. Putt Putt go to the Biscuit Place. <laughs> Putt Putt is Pokemon going to the moon. Hey Putt Putt, wanna buy a biscuit? I love this is Putt-Putt. this is all I got, folks. <laughs> Welcome to this episode. This is where Do I'm at. I'm rusty. I hate it. We're not I don't having like any. It. I'm having no fun. <laughs> George, uh, <laughs> Amy tells George. Uh, uh, that she, she and Anne are mad at him for not telling anyone about Roborto being his not-son. George says, oh, well, David was a coward, he ran away, I had to lie. I mean, he ran away because Amber he thought that him. his girlfriend got pregnant by someone else, but whatever. Uh, Amy, then, <laughs> Amy's like, oh, you, what you should have done, which is true, I agree with her here. She says, what you should have done is when you got the test, you should have told mom what happened. And then it was it would be up to you two where to go from there. But it was it was shitty to uh, to find out the truth and then keep it to yourself, which I, I agree with. Yeah, but if, he's if George, you're going to take the paternity test, correct. I think you I think it's Anne's right to know the results. Okay, but this is also the man who, prior to lying about the paternity test, lied about how he got his uh, a vasectomy for like ten years of being married. So. Right. What's your point? That George You're is worse t- than I'm making it sound? I'm saying that I don't know why you would ever expect him to do the right thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this, this is what's great, is that Amy's like, what you should have done is you should have been honest with mom. <laughs> and then George, <laughs> George is just like, yeah, uh, by the way, I found out that you're not married. He gotcha. Says, Isn't that the plot, pot calling the kettle black? If you think about it, one lie... Negates all. Oh lies. yeah, he said. He says, "When I lie, it's for my family. When you lie, it's for you." Um, Amy does not know who told him. I don't remember who told Amy. Oh right, no, no, no. A- Amy DVD. knows that he saw the DVD. Oh no, sorry, she doesn't know who he's told. Right. Yes. She she says it doesn't matter anyway because Ricky and I are going to get married, so it 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 doesn't matter that because we were go yeah. So George, uh, oh yeah, that's what she says. She's like, Ricky and I are going to get married. You can't just become Roborto's father. And then she says that he'll probably never see Anne or Roborto ever again. 
Look, that Anne seems is like a lot. Anne is pissed. He lied about getting a vasectomy for 10 years, and she was willing to forgive that, but... Yeah, no offense, I think that this is, like, not even in the top 10 worst things George has done. Top 10 worst things George has done. Existed. Uh, yeah, I think number one is probably lying about having a vasectomy. <laughs> for 10 years. No, I, I don't... You know what? You know what, Jordan? This is uh-huh. something I've thought about. You remember halfway through the podcast we did a Remember When episode? Yeah. I've I've thought about that since uh like season four or so, and I'm just like I don't think I could do a second one of those when we end the podcast because I don't remember you don't, anything. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything from season four. I haven't retained any of this shit. It's just <laughs> so fucking boring. <laughs> so I so oh god. George says that they're gonna work something out with Robbie, but yeah, they'll never see each other again. And Amy does the whole my family. It's so freaky and dysfunctional. Yeah, uh, my quirky, poor. my quirky, and we're poor except for my two successful business owning parents. Yeah, and then Amy says, uh, "She's like, you need to tell mom the truth. It's so important that everyone knows the truth about everything." And then George is like, "Well, you should tell the truth about your marriage." And Amy says, "No, I don't want to." She also says the great line that's a good sign and not a red flag. Where she says, "Oh, didn't I tell you, Dad? We're getting married because we're in love again." Yay! Again! Oh, again! Yay! She says she's afraid of Margaret, by the way. Well, she's terrifying. I've never understood the way that Amy and Margaret's relationship is, where we're just meant to believe that, like, Margaret is really unfriendly to her or something. I don't know. she knows how Margaret treats Ethan, and she's, you know, she's kind of Ethan's mother, because sometimes the parent has to become the parent, right? God, it's good. Uh, So Amy tells Madison and Lauren, who still exist, what's going on. I don't know why they're still on the show. Lauren says, uh, Amy, you need to have your wedding soon if you want your parents to both be there. And then Amy's like, uh, come on, Madison and Lauren. I'm sure that my parents will both be there. And I love it now that that would be that I don't have a problem. I always liked that. What are you talking about? Not to, to, cause, cause none of our listeners know what any of the characters on the show look like is a running theory of mine. Um, but I have a theory, another theory that, um, you know how Madison changed her hair color from red to blonde? I think I can't see red so well. Um, <laughs> yes. Is, is she redhead? Okay, cool. Yes. Um, one time I went to get a color blindness test, uh, cause I couldn't see color so good. And the eye doctor said I have quite severe red green really? color blindness. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. She has like bright orange hair. Well, not anymore. Cause she's blonde now. And my theory is that, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that whatever her actress's name is, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Renee Olstead. Renee Olstead dyed her hair, uh, blonde because she was hoping that Brenda wouldn't recognize her. So she wouldn't have to be on the secret life. <laughs> she died. It was like the, the first day of shooting for season oh, five. Because the first time we see Madison, she's blonde and have a, has a trench coat on. And if that's not a disguise, <laughs> I don't know what yeah, it is. She was like trying to sneak by the, the, Oh, like, there you the... are, Renee. Fuck. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, come no. on, we're filming. We're, we have a we have a flash mob to show, to to uh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Amy uh, says, "I am gonna go make a phone call goodbye," and then she goes and calls Anne, and Anne is mad at Amy. Why is she mad at Amy? Because Amy talked to George. And, she spoke and to Anne's her father. Like, Anne's like, "Stay out of it, Amy." And well, then Anne hangs up on Amy. <laughs> Very immature. And then, Amy, and then calls- Amy calls her back and she's like, Mom, did you just hang up on me? And Anne says, oh, I thought we were done talking. By the way, I'm calling off your wedding, which is the thing <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, she do. says, she's, yeah, Amy's like, I wanted to talk about the wedding. And Anne's like, eh, forget it. It's redundant anyway, because you're already married. And Amy's <laughs> like, wait, I wanted to have the wedding. And Anne's like, no, bye. No, you didn't. I remember, remember? 
Fourth of July. You never wanted to get married because of the Fourth of July. This is fucking classic gold standard secret life bullshit. It's like it, this is like giving me flashbacks to like uh, Ashley being like, "No, Dad, please don't go." No, and then like three episodes later, being like, "Oh, I don't want them to get back together. I hate it when they're together." <laughs> and then uh, you know when you're when you're on the phone with your mom. Like, if you called our mom and you said, hey, mom, have a nice day, and then she said, have a nice life with Ricky, and then hang up, hung up on you. Uh-huh. I mean, first of all, you'd be really Oh, yeah, she, she says, have a, no, she, Anne's like, have a nice life with Ricky. Aren't you going to tell me good luck with the attorney or something like that? <laughs> um, so, Will Adina's Because there, there's a lawyer coming to talk about, about Roborto, and then yeah. Amy hangs up, and Will Dean is here, and she's like... Hey, Anne, I should get going before the lawyer shows up. And Anne's like, oh, you know, I'd really like it if you uh, hung around. This was freaking me out. Anne was like, freaking I, me. I, you know, we we here at Jurgenit, uh, we stand Molly Ringwald, the national treasure, book of secrets. Um, this scene with Anne freaked me out really bad because she won't let Willadine leave. And she wants Willadine, who she's been dating for like a couple weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. I, I To like... Uh, didn't weren't they they were dating before the christmas time skip were they yeah they've been together for some months now okay well she wants uh willadine to accompany her while she discusses the custody of her child well the 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 main thing it's not that she like wants her to like sit in on the meeting she's just like it's it's gonna be pretty stressful and i would appreciate it if you were like here for support like after the guy leaves i'd like to be able to like talk about it with you or whatever and then uh, she's like, you need to go see Mimsy so she can have more material for her blog. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Willadine is basically just like, no, I don't want to, goodbye. But, oh, oh yeah, because Willadine is like, before, at first she's like, pretending that she's like, oh, I have a thing, I have to get home, and oh, you should do, like, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually she's just like, no, okay, I I, I don't want to, bye. And Anne's like, oh, well, you should have just said that. And Willadine's like, yeah, probably, bye. Goodbye, I'm making up my goal to never appear on this show again this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then we cut to George having a stressed out cuddle with Kathleen, and that's that scene. Don't know why have that they still was in the fucked? episode. Have they still not fucked? Have they I fucked? I don't know, dude. I think they, I think they might have fucked by now. I don't know. I don't know. They're not married yet. Uh, so Ricky is talking to Amy on the phone, and he's he- like... <laughs> He's, He's like, oh, like, if if the wedding is off, then let's just let's just run away again and get married for real. And Amy says, no, I want a wedding, like always. Remember? Remember when I always wanted a wedding? And then Amy says, Amy says the line. Oh my god. Amy says the line. We could always invite Willa Dean and David because they're yeah. discussing about how Ricky's like, Ricky's like, oh, it's going to be such a pain to deal with them, and she's like, well, they can come too. What? Well, no, because the issue is, first of all, I love this because because. Just, why does David have to be at your wedding, Amy? Why would David be there? Hey, my mom's the whole point in a custody is that battle with this guy. He should probably come to my wedding, right? Because the whole point is that, is that there's so much tension between Anne and George that they can't trust them to be in the same vicinity as each other without, like, things being horrible. Right. So as long as they invite David, the, the conflict between them, I'm sure that it'll all be yeah, good. that'll help. <laughs> and then the Ricky fuck? says, Ricky says they can run, oh, this is pretty epic. Um, so Ricky says they can run off to City Hall. Um, and Amy's like, no, I want a wedding, remember? Like, all of it? I, like, I always says, did. He says, sure, if that's what you want. And then he hangs up and he says, because you always get what you want to himself, to the camera, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's like, if that's what you want. She says, yeah, that's what I want. And he says, then that's what'll happen. Hang up. Sigh. Because you always get what you want, Amy. 
fuck my wife. I hate my not wife. God, I hate her. So Jack is here at the Bowman's house where he lives. I, I, I guess I didn't fully grasp the fact that he lives there now because for some reason. Yeah, that was really confusing. Like, why? <laughs> I guess he lives in the guest house now. His, cause, okay. Because the whole point is that he doesn't want to go back to the dorms because, because he's like traumatized, right? No, that's not it. That's not it. I think, I think that Jack is dealing with some, cause I thought the whole point later in the episode is that he's sort of dealing with some stuff that he's not fully aware of. Why is no, he not well, staying? Well, no, the, the, the coach told him not to be in the dorms anymore. Why isn't he with his dad and his mom who live here again? Uh, I don't think that, he, uh, he, Jack, son, we're very happy you're awake from your coma, but, uh, we like Please being leave. empty nesters. Please leave. You're, uh, your whole God heals my bones thing is freaking me out. <laughs> so, so Jack walks into the Bowman oh, house. Oh, that's right. Jack said that he didn't want to stay with his parents because they told him to keep his cast on because he's, because he kept telling them that, yeah, he said that his father didn't believe in the miracle. That's yeah, right. So, so we have the, the classic, uh, scene of Jack and George hanging out in the Bowman's kitchen because well, they they're just, all friends. They just lo- love to live here. Uh, so Jack says, I got uh, your back, his, buddy. Jack says his doctor uh, wants him to come in and bring his pain meds because he he's claimed that he hasn't been taking them because he he's doing fine and he doesn't need them. Uh, so the doctor's like, okay, well, how about this? Come in and bring your medication and show me that you haven't been taking it. And he's he's like, yeah, all right. Uh, so uh, he he tells George that his bones are healed, and <laughs> George says he's like, oh, I thought it was going to be three more weeks. And Jack says, quote. That's only because secular doctors don't believe in miracles, despite the fact that I came out of a coma on Christmas Eve. That's proof. That's literally proof. Yep. Um, I don't like the phrase secular doctors. Secular Jack doctors. Jack disca- dis- describes his trouble finding any good Christian orthopedic surgeons. Uh-huh. <laughs> is, this yeah, well, Christian, liberal, is this what Christian- In liberal California. Ja- in liberal California. You gotta go to, to Christtown, Illinois- um, so George says, have you seen that quote unquote head doctor because of all your, your trauma? And then he talks about how, so this is funny because George says like, when I was breaking up with Anne for the umpteenth time, I saw Dr. Fields and it really helped me out. This, the, the theme of this episode is the therapy is good as long as it's not with Dr. And Fields. And Jack says, that's your traumatic experience? Thanks, Getting Brenda. Getting divorced from your gay wife? Thanks, Brenda. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's the thing that Jack keeps saying. He's like, I don't remember my trauma, my traumatic experience, so I don't need to talk to anyone about it because I don't remember it at all. And this he, is also another. I don't, he said he says at some point I don't remember if it was here, but he he basically says something to the effect of like, I could have been hit by a car, I could have like fallen off a cliff. I have no memory of it. So he he's claiming that that if people hadn't told him that he got beat up by a pimp, he wouldn't know that it had happened. Jack Pappas. I promise that the moment the pimp walked into the room and said, start praying, Christian, that is an unforgettable moment. <laughs> I'll never forget it. It'll, it's going to be in my scrapbook. <laughs> uh, so this is super fucking dumb. So George, George offers like, to <laughs> George George offers like, hey, to do drive. you need a ride to the hospital? Jack says, no, Jesus is my co-pilot, hey, which doesn't a, answer the question of how are you going to drive with a broken arm? Here's and a, a little leg. bit of observational comedy. Check this out. So many people say that Jesus is their co-pilot. Shouldn't he be promoted to pilot? And then Jack says, Jack, Jack says, I like that. I might make that a bumper sticker of my own. And George says, okay, but if it catches on, I want to cut. Can we put this bumper sticker on the back of my recliner with wheels? 
I want to know what that bumper sticker says. Is it? Is it literally? It just says just Jesus like, is my pilot. Jesus is my pilot. He got promoted from co-pilot because he's co-piloting for so many people that I thought that it was time he get promoted to pilot. I have a Tesla now. A fun fact: this is not true, but I I bought a Tesla from Elon Musk, and and he sent me a, a bumper sticker that says Jesus is my autopilot. <laughs> Have I told you about the the Tesla I saw once? No. Was it the, epic? The license plate, it was a custom license plate that, that was binary, was what it said. And it had a, a license plate frame that said, and, and, <laughs> and the geek shall inherit the earth. That is so, so cool. <laughs> so badass. Did they also have like, did they also have like a sticker that said coexist, but it was like Star Wars and Star Trek and Lord of the Rings? Cause God, honestly... Honest to God, I feel like there was one other thing about that car that that got me, but I can't remember because those well, two were so powerful. It's just so important that the Star Wars and Star Trek fans coexist, which if we should all live in peace in that way. So fuck, um, that's true. So uh, the the end of this scene is Jack is Jesus like, is my podcast co-host. Yeah, I'm Jesus. Jack says uh, prayer works, so you should just pray that Roborto actually is your son, and he it might happen. Once again, I just beg, well, George has the power of suggestion, so it could happen. I just beg Brenda to explain to me what her views and opinions on Christianity are. <laughs> that's the thing that's so weird about this Jack thing, because what there's two reads on it as, as of this moment in the episode, because I'll spoil it. We ultimately learn that, yes, Jack is, tra- is traumatized, he is in pain, and he should be taking his pills and seeing a therapist. But, um... As of this moment, there's two reads on this. I am, as of this moment, I am euphoric. <laughs> as of this moment, I'm euphoric. No, there, there's two reads on it as of this scene that we just watched. Number one is uh, Jack is lying to himself. He, he, he isn't handling his trauma well, and he does need to blah, 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 the stuff that happens. The other read is, no, like, the, he's telling the truth. Like, he looks... So, uh, he looks so, fi- like, he looks fine. Like, he, he doesn't, he's not acting like he's, like, he's secretly in pain. He, he looks like he's legitimately doing well. He insists that his bones are healed. He, honest to God, hasn't been taking his pain medication. And he came out of his coma on Christmas Eve. He came out uh, on Christmas Eve. He's in fine. an episode that confirmed that Santa is real. <laughs> so, no offense, but the whole time I'm watching this episode, I'm like, it feels like the show wants me to think that he's fine. And during a time of struggle, I saw only one set of bone fractures in the sand, and I asked why, and Jesus said it was because he was healing my bones and he was busy. It was because that was when I gave you my it skeleton. Was, <laughs> it was because Jesus gave me his own skeleton, God's skeleton. Through the miracle of the bones. So Grace is eating lunch at Grant, and Chloe walks up to her and asks how Jack is doing, and this is like a thing that happens in the episode a bunch, is where she says, like, he's doing fantastic. He thinks God yeah. healed his bones. Pretty yeah. cool. Chloe says, well, I almost got him killed, and Grace says, no need to be guilty, come to church with me, and Chloe says, I have a grudge against God, and Grace says, but your life is so good now. You have a rich foster parent. Apparently they retconned that, that Leo has adopted her. That's fine. Oh, did they say foster parent? They said it multiple times, yes. 
Oh, I didn't notice that. Hey, did did the high school look different to you? It looked modern. It looked different. The outside of the school looked very different from what we're used to. I think Grant did some remodeling. He said it, that is possible. I'm gonna re- unwrap this new food. They court didn't look like green screen, so no, they were really there. Uh, here's a good scene with Braddy and Caddy. Yeah, um, Braddy and Caddy still exist, and they. I tell do want to say one thing. We've we've dealt with a lot of groups that have maybe been a little bit discriminated against. You know, gay people. There's been some some stuff with race on this show, but I think one group of people that we really haven't talked about their struggle yet is people who are rich and have a big house. And I really yeah, wish like, someone just would like think, really rich people. I really wish someone would talk about the harder parts of being rich and how being rich makes people jealous of you and not want to be your friend anymore. Yeah, so Kathy is getting bullied for being rich. Uh, they call Freddie her the Caddy. They call her the 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 M word. That's so <laughs> sad. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I millionaire. I assume is what you were getting yes. at. It took it took me a second. Uh, uh. So yeah, Braddy and Caddy are like, oh, we feel betrayed because you you were friends with us and you never told us that you had an expensive house. We don't want a friend who's richer than we are. And then to be uh, fair to Kathy, her her rich dad exiled her to the Siberia of the West Coast of Los Angeles. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah. So they leave hopefully forever. And Chloe they say, walks they say over. That they say that they're not friends with her anymore. Yeah. And then, yeah, Chloe s- refers to them as Sansa What's up and Arya Snark. the Snark sisters? The Snark sisters. I get it. Uh, do you want to so do Kathy... the rest of this episode by yourself and I can just walk away and, and then not have to do the podcast anymore? <laughs> Why do you get to do that? I want to do that. <laughs> do you want to both do that and then the rest of the episodes will all be silence? Man, it'd be pretty cool if this was just the end of the podcast. <laughs> we just give up. Just mid episode. <laughs> just it just plays the the nightcore version, and that's the last episode of all. No, we have to. We so, have to. Okay, this. Chloe. Chloe says, "What's with the snarks?" And Kathy says, "They're my. They're not my friends anymore." And Chloe says, "Oh, you're friendless. Well, do you want to be friends with a former hooker?" And Kathy says, "Eh." Who am I to judge? I just had a baby. Sure, let's be friends. Hello, I'm here to- Oh, no! I'm gonna be normal about this. It's me, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan skulks out of the shadows, and he's like, Chloe, I need to talk to Kathy now. Are you Ricky or are you Ben? Yes. And he says, he says- Oh, God, oh, the sucks. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, that hurt. You can't be friends with a hooker. I've never, I've never done a uh, like a, a oh, gravelly, raspy nasal voice Amy, before. Amy, we're not gonna get married. Fuck you. I hate my Ugh. wife. So, no, okay, so uh, so Ethan comes over and he's like, "I need to talk to Kathy right now." And Kathy says, "Well, I need to talk to her." And Ethan, Ethan shoes Chloe away. Great. And he sits down and he says, "Kathy, you can't be friends with a hooker." And then she points out very reasonably that he's a juvenile delinquent who... She doesn't say that he sent out the child pornography, because I don't think she knows, but we know. I I don't think the show remembers. So she's like, well, being a a juvenile delinquent is on a completely different level. And then Kathy says... Yeah, he says that. Yeah, that's what I said. I said he says that. And then Kathy says that you chose to be a delinquent, and Chloe didn't make any of the choices that were thrust upon her. So that's... And, uh, we find out that Ethan showed Kathy's friends the pictures of her house. He's been showing everyone the pictures of her house. Yes. And he, because 
Because he hopes, first of all, he says that rich people are confident and she should have more confidence. Yeah, and he says he's he's only pretending to be confident and he feels inferior to her now. But he hopes to one day be the, the lord and ruler of that Oh yeah, that's right. She sa- she, he's like, I feel inferior to you. She says, so what are you saying? You want to break up with me too? And he says, no, not at all, babe. I'm hoping to have half that house someday, which is not how that works. This is your half. This is my half. Well, um, I well I married your daughter, so which half is mine of the house <laughs> of your house? Just stay stay out of the half with all the coffins, please. So, uh, Kathy's like Ethan. I told is- you, you keep hinting at us getting married soon, and I'm like, he she says, all I want to do right now is focus on school, and then he says, what do you need school for? You're rich. Oh my god. I don't know if she, like, said anything to that. That's the end of my notes this on is that so, scene. It's so alienating being rich, because this is how people talk about you. You just want yeah, to be a normal Yeah, the two person. oppressed groups of the world, uh, Christians and rich people. That's so sad. Pour one out. Hold on. God, I, w- this... I would feel so bad for anyone if they were Christian and rich. That's why ah. I'm always crying when I think about, like, Mike Pence. It's just so sad. God, that's awful. <laughs> so... Uh, Grace walks up to Amy and she says, she says "Hey, I, I heard about uh, I heard about the thing with your half brother. Uh, if you want to talk about it, uh, I have a half brother too. I just I wrote remembered. down in my notes. I wrote down in my notes for a second because I was thinking, like, wait, wait, wait. But Tom, uh, Grace, Tom is your adopted brother. He's not actually related to you. <laughs> oh, did you not know? I forgot about I forgot, forgot about, about the Jacob. Plot line. I forgot oh, about man. Jacob and his outstanding South African accent. His South African accent. So Amy is like. She says, don't compare, (laughs) I love the way she says this, she says, don't compare your situation to my situation. My situation is nothing like your situation. Like how people talk. Well, on the one hand, Amy's situation is going to drive her whole family apart. But on the other hand, Grace lost her dad, so it was kind of too late for that to happen. And she got a whole other sibling, so. Well, half of one. (laughs) Well, she also points out that they don't call him half her half brother. Oh, oh, she, Grace does, by the way, say that hers is worse. Can <laughs> like, don't compare please, our situation. Grace says, "Well, mine's please, worse." Please think of the rich Christians, please, with their half siblings and their secret families. Yeah. So but Amy says, says, "I don't, I don't want to call." Her. <laughs> this is so funny because Amy's like. Amy's, like, making a comment about, like, how much her, like, relationship with her dear baby brother, Roboruto, means to her. She's like, I'm, he's not my half-brother. He's not half anything. He's my brother, damn it. Remember when Amy delivered Roboruto to George and said, you take care of him. I don't want to take care of him. Fuck I you. Can't, I can't recall a single other time that Amy has been on screen with Roboruto. There's been scenes where John and Roboruto were on screen together. But Grace yeah. says that they're not allowed to call jacob her half-brother anymore because that tom's stupid yeah they fucking remember that bullshit thanks brenda so uh okay we don't need to get it back into that so grace grace says uh i guess we weren't good enough for jacob because he took off which is i don't know why he would have stayed said he was homesick so he didn't want to live he wanted to live with he had to get back to south zimbabwe he was from south africa nope they from... changed it. I, I'm pretty sure they changed it twice. Well, yeah, but he, you know, he he missed his mom. He had two options. He could either go live in L.A. with his with his uh his wife, his dad's wife, who he cheated on, or he could go to boarding school in Paris. And he didn't really want to do either of those. Yeah. Uh. So Amy 
says, she's like, oh, on top of everything, my mom is canceling my wedding. And Grace is like, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you hate to have to waste that dress. Hey! Hey, we hate Amy. <laughs> Fuck you, Amy. Your hey. dress is hideous. So Amy thinks that, uh, Amy thinks that, like, Anne isn't gonna come around on this one and hates to hear it. And then Grace calls, uh-huh. Grace calls Kathleen and says, hey, Amy and Ricky aren't having a wedding, and you're basically her stepmom, so I think it's your obligation to throw Amy Jurgens a wedding. I don't think that Amy and Kathleen have ever spoken before. I think that they've maybe been in a room together, but I don't think they've ever said words at each other. I can't recall Amy ever speaking to Kathleen now. Um, but All right, so... I had to uh, cough, sorry. I turned off my mic to cough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just had nothing else to say on that. So, Grace calls her mom. Uh, That's what I just said. Oh, sorry. I My brain shut down because I was so bored of this episode. She says that they're one big family. They want to be one big family, and Kathleen is her stepmother, so they have to do a wedding for her. And also... Um, and then Grace immediately admits, she's like, okay, the truth is I'm just sick of Jack. <laughs> when has she ever not been sick of Jack? I just want something else to do. Welcome to my entire plotline for the entire show where I find distractions from my relationship with Jack. Yay. So Ben, Ben is talking to Chloe as they leave school or whatever. Uh, he says, hey, have you talked to Grace today? And Chloe says, don't I talk to her every day? So I guess that's a thing. Apparently every day she asks Grace how Jack is doing. Yeah. Ben and is like, every you day. should probably chill on that because it might be stressing Grace out. Uh, she Chloe knows says, that- mm-hmm. Chloe says, I can tell that Grace is lying when she says Jack is doing fantastic. I can tell when people lie, remember? Mm-hmm. Her, yeah, her reflex, her special mode. Her bracelet reacts. Her bracelet reacts. So so Jack is at the secular doctor. His name is uh, Dr. Sagan. He oh, has uh, a- the, the, the one, one last thing about Ben talking to Chloe is uh, uh-huh. he, because this is fine, I guess. He's like, he's like uh, Chloe, what you should do is if because if you feel like grace is like having trouble being honest with you maybe you could like try opening up to her and and like you could have more of like an actual uh conversation instead of just like saying how's jack bye and she's like oh but i don't i don't need to open up to anyone i'm doing and and then ben says fantastic fantastic ah you get it so jack is seeing dr sagan he's got a painting on his wall with a cross on it it says this is not a religious symbol in french (laughs) yeah he's he's got the fucking uh evolution fish on it the oh yeah the fish that says like evolution get it yeah god is Uh, fake yeah he's got the the jesus fish but it's the flying spaghetti monster yeah so Jack tells Jack's a uh, horrible doctor with no faith bone in his body tells him that his no bone faith is still bone broken. but a colander on his head. He does have a colander on his head, which is how you know he knows what's up. And uh, he he says he says yar I'm a pirate, and then he tells him that the X-rays show that his bones are still broken. And uh, man, I'm and- I'm so glad that whatever that pirate joke was, it was one level too deep for me when it comes to the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I did not know what you were getting at there. Hooray! Um, so. So Jack says that the Lord told him that his bones weren't broken, and then the epic doctor says, I shouldn't say epic doctor, the very sensible doctor says that the <laughs> the reasonable and correct doctor tells him that the Lord didn't go to medical school. Yeah, um, and so which, Jack gets owned with facts and logic, and the doctor says- Jack is like, uh, Jack is like, did you know that God created bones? So I think he knows more about them than you do. 
Which would have actually been kind of epic and would have totally schooled him. Damn, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. Guess I, he takes the colander and throws it in the trash and puts on a... a he takes the colander and uses it to strain some spaghetti that he was cooking. Some heart, heart uh, some... But then instead of spaghetti. praying to the spaghetti, he eats it. Oh. <laughs> as, as you do. Yeah, so... What, do he you says, not eat spaghetti? <laughs> no, I pray to it. Oh. So uh, the doctor says, uh, you're probably pretty stressed out because you're secretly in pain all day, every day. And then Jack says, no, I'm not. Uh, and then the doctor says, like, are you still living with at Grace's guest house? So I guess he knows that. Uh, and Jack says, yeah, she wants me there. And then the doctor says, what is he? It's, he, it's something along the lines of, like, what if I told you that your coach... Uh, said he that says you're you off need the to team go if you don't see that yeah. psychiatrist. You need to go see Doctor Chen, or you're not on the team. Yeah, Jack says uh, he didn't say that, and then the and then the doctor says, "Epic, yes, he did." And then Jack says, "Ooh, but I'm fine." And the and the doctor says, "No," and that's the end of that scene. Remember when season five was going to be about Jack being new Tim Tebow? Gotta say, I kind of missed that. Well, I knew that that was never happening, but so um, George gets a phone call from Kathleen. Uh, he was walking moose, and she tells him that walk. He says that walking is good for stress. And yeah, Kathleen, as was what they did before, which either means cuddling or. They've never, they've never done that. Ugly Sam. Sam. What? He hasn't told her that he loves her five times. They haven't gone to the zoo together, and he also hasn't met her parents yet. So there's no way that they did such a carnal act. Mm, Come on. Mm, you didn't even give her a promise ring. Mm, they're not going... They're going steady, but they're not there yet. Mm, 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 Do you think he's even said that he liked likes her yet? Man, we gotta think that, like that later in this episode, huh? <laughs> Adults talking like teens. So, okay. So, uh, Kathleen mentions that Anne called off the wedding. George is mad about it. He hangs up on Kathleen because that's the only thing that people do in this show. <laughs> hang uh, up the phone? Hang up on people without, like, saying goodbye. Any adults on Secret Life, all they know is hang up their phone. It's 2020. Yeah. I should stop that. <laughs> leave that <laughs> meme in 2019. That was last year. Yeah. George, George can leave little a voicemail. Uh, <laughs> so he calls Anne, uh, and he's on speakerphone, uh, and he's yelling at her, but the lawyer's in the room, and that's funny. And then she, he hangs up on her, and then, or she hangs up on him, excuse me. That's so The important. lawyer... Says David's parents want to get to know Anne so that she'll feel comfortable with her board to spending time at their house. Remember, we met like Chex and <laughs> Chex and Martha Wexton. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why their name is Wexton when his name is Johnson, but okay. It's um, a rich people thing. You now, this understand. is fucking stupid. Which one? Which George thing? calls Anne again. She picks up the phone and says, Hi, it's Anne. Leave a message. Beep. Sorry, my voice cracked. Let me try that again. Well, all the parents Hi, do talk like teens, so. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Shit. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> and and I know George. <laughs> is your voicemail going through puberty, Anne? George falls for it. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, you should pick up your damn phone, Anne. And by the way, blah, blah, blah. I'm mad, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I probably shouldn't tell you this over a voicemail, but that's how mad I am. Amy and Ricky aren't really married, and then he hangs up. And Anne is Anne is sitting there holding her phone, and she's like, "What?" And when she says "What?" George says, "Why is it that you you put a what in your voicemail? That's so weird." So Ricky is studying in the famous cafe. Wait, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Can we not talk about what just happened? It's well, it's how two adults interact. 
Why? Why did? Why would Anne do that? Because she hates her husband. But like, you would think that the idea, like, like why would she pretend to? I, I why would she? Why would she pretend? Computer mod. Uh, why computer would she tower. pretend to answer the phone when she could have just not answered the phone? Right. Like, if she wanted to hear what George, like, it's not like she was getting information that she wouldn't have if she hadn't answered. He just would have left that as a voicemail, like he thought he was. You know, I I'm beginning to think the adults on this show don't act very rationally. I I literally the only thing that I can think of is like the that that is in the episode just because they wanted to have a moment where Anne like reacted to, do... to him saying it. But why did they have to do the fake voicemail gag? Uh, is because... it because that's the only joke that Brenda knows? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. No, that hey, no, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. Hey, Anne, is your refrigerator running? Well, you better go oh, catch shit. it. Also, uh, jo- also, Ricky and Amy aren't married. Oh shit! So, uh, Adrian sees Ricky at the coffee shop, and she's like, "Hey, you haven't been here in a while. Here's my engagement ring." Hey, I have a quick question. Uh, are we meant to think that Ricky being back at the coffee shop has any significance? Well, yeah, because there's two things here. On the one hand, coffee shop where Clementine, and mm-hmm. if you think about it, they knew each other at some point. They're like brother mm-hmm. and sister. It's very hot. It's very erotic. Uh-huh. On the other hand, there's only one part of University of Five Miles Away. Maybe See, that's, Ricky wasn't... that's what I was thinking. Is I was like, I can't tell if we're supposed to be thinking like, oh, Ricky said he wouldn't come back here, but he is. He must actually be having second thoughts, and he's Amy. He's I can I have to come back to. This is the only way I can go to class. If I don't come here, they won't know I'm in right. class. Or it's like either that, or where else is Ricky going to have a conversation with Adrian? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, where there's nowhere else. Brenda's for them like to hang cycling. Out, so. She's like looking through like a, a notebook with all the sets. She's like, can I make them? Can I make them talk at Leo's house? How would I get them there? The guest house at the Bowman's? Nah, <laughs> man. The, the this is so gro- much easier when they had a convenient hallway. The grocery store at 11 in, at night? Oh, <laughs> well, no, that's we in Palm that, Springs. Fuck. We can't put that... Okay, let's, let's put our heads together. How do we get Ricky and Adrian to both end up in the Palm Springs gro- grocery <laughs> store? <laughs> Ricky, I can't believe we're grocery shopping at 11 at night. Look at my rings. <laughs> so... Uh, Ricky and Adrian are just kind of catching up and he, he's like, oh, my, the wedding is off, uh, George, blah, blah, blah. And then Adrian is like, oh, you know, it's just like old times, you and me talking about the Jurgens." And Ricky <laughs> says, it's not old times. I'm it never married stopped. now. It never stopped. It's not like old times because this is all the show ever was. <laughs> and Adrian's yes. like, Adrian's yes. like, hey. 100%. So Adrian's like, hey, I heard Amy's going to school with Ben. And then Ricky's like, uh, I, she may or may not go to Hudson. It doesn't matter because we love each other for real. We really do. We I really, really love, love each other. It's very good. And Amy can go to school in New York if that's what she wants to do. Because we love each other and love finds and a it way. Would make me, it would make me really happy if Amy went all the way across the country and I never had to see her again. <laughs> so so uh, I, I think we might go to commercial there because the next scene is still at the coffee shop, but now Ricky is gone and it's just Adrian and Clementine. Yeah, We probably he, go to commercial because I well, can't Ricky think makes, of any other Ricky, way this would happen. Ricky makes I hate my wife face before he, we go to commercial. And then... Clementine offers Adrian some coffee and then forgets that she's a like she's a fucking waitress at a diner. Yeah, it's a well more coffee, hon. You want me to fill that up? She's and a then cashier she, like, at a college bookstore coffee shop. You can see the fucking self serve coffee urns on the counter behind her. 
She's done this many times, but check this out. This is a little bit epic, is that Adrian says that there's a theory percolating. Percolating coffee joke. And then, yeah, and then Ricky says, like, Ricky said one too many times. He says that he loves his wife too much, therefore I don't buy it anymore. Yes, she says he said one too many times that he and Amy are really in love, which means that he's not in love with her. In fact, I don't even think they're married. I tried to look up the record of their marriage and couldn't find it. Ricky was singing a song to me where he sang, Ooh, I love my wife, and I believed it then, but then he went, Ah! And I stopped believing it. I've never known Ricky to go to the beach and play with a beach ball. (laughs) I don't even know if he can ride a bike. Uh, Okay, okay. Well, he's Jewish, so he does love Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, Hey. here's the thing. So I was losing my mind Uh at the idea that Adrian, like, also did the Ben thing of trying to look up their marriage records. But Clementine also did it, we find out. Yeah, Clementine's like, oh, no, 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 they are married. Because I looked up the records, and I did see the record of their application for a marriage certificate. These teens, they love public records. What? There's three people looking up marriage records! <laughs> this is some Ned Stark shit. Three people! Three different people well, did it's it! Funny, it's funny to me, because... Because when Ben did it, it was like, Ben still love Amy. This is new information that we've never had before. And when Clementine did it, it's that Clementine love Ricky, and this is also new information that we've never had before. Why did Adrian do it? You know, just, just hanging out. Just She's online. literally, like, Adrian genuinely, like, I'm not trying to, to, like, shit on Adrian right now. She just has a theory, and she's very happy about it, and she wants have to be you ever, right. Have you ever, um, I, I, I don't think you're, like, on Twitter that much, but I, I'm gonna describe something, and you're gonna tell me if you can relate to it at all, okay? Okay. You're, I, I'll, I'll be, like, on Twitter, and, like, nobody's posting, there's not really anything going on. So I, I close Twitter and I pick up my phone and open the Twitter app without thinking. Yeah, I do that all the time. I use Twitter a lot. I just don't post as much as you do. Okay. Um, so Adrian was doing that and she, she did the thing. She closes her browser on her, on her computer. She picks up her phone and opens Twitter and she's like, Oh God, what am I doing? Jesus, I must really be bored tonight. Um, I guess I'll look up marriage records. You know when you're, like, constantly refreshing your phone over and over again, just waiting for new things to pop up? Uh-huh. She's just doing that in the marriage certificate section of, like, <laughs> When will record. it be here? <laughs> I'm Come waiting on. for it to pop up. It's been three days and it hasn't popped up yet. Wait a minute. Theory so, time. So, yeah, Adrian's like, wait, why were you looking up their marriage certificate? And Clementine's like, I don't know. Why were you? And Adrian's like, trips, I don't know. She trips and a hundred baseball trophies fall out of her pocket. <laughs> baseball trophy falls out of fanny pack. <laughs> Shut up. So, so Adrian's Adrian says, "Oh well, I, I have good news though because the wedding is canceled. So Ricky and Amy are probably happy because he can stay here with you while Amy goes to school with Ben." And then Clementine's two relationships like, we know, two relationships that we know we know Amy loves Ben and we yes. know Ricky loves Clementine. Yes. I mean, so we know Clementine they don't just groans in disgust and walks away, and Adrian literally says out loud, "Damn, I'm smart." She says, "But that's just a theory, and that's the tea." Here's tea for theory. The motherfucking theory. I didn't knock on my microphone because I respect all of my Here's? listeners. Shut. Up. Uh, okay, so if you haven't seen that, 
Congratulations. You're a much happier person. Because Don't look into it. You'll regret it. It just sucks. So, so Ethan, Ethan is telling Margaret that uh-huh. he, that Kathy, Kathy oh, was God. Kathy, you ever vol? Are you ever Valsell so much that you do this? He's so Valsell that he doesn't want Kathy, the teenager who got pregnant, to hang out with Chloe. Because what if she learns about sex from her? Yeah, Chloe, Chloe, she, he says Kathy he shouldn't needs- hang out with Chloe because she knows things that she shouldn't be sharing with Kathy, who should not know those things. We don't things need to, like, go into actual from having details a lot of about, sex. Like, yeah, Margaret talks about, like, the horrible things that happen to Chloe, and then Ethan says, but what if she knows, quote-unquote, techniques, and then Margaret tells him to shut up and never open his mouth again. Yeah, what, what is the, what does he think is gonna happen that Chloe's gonna be like, Here's how you give a good hand job, and then Kathy's gonna be like, Great, Ethan, I, I'm gonna give you a hand job whether yeah, you Ethan, like it or not. And he's like, No, I'm Valsell, no! What if your father finds out? <laughs> like, I'm the, this is the this is the only way that I'm different from Ben. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. Well he he's just he's just that celibate. He loves it. He doesn't yeah, I guess He's so. so celibate that he doesn't want his uh his girlfriend who just gave birth to know what sex how what that dick do. Yeah. Uh, and what, what can be done to that dick? Please, please, Kathy, forget everything you know about what that dick do. Look to your left, look to your right. So Margaret, Margaret explains, she's like, Ethan, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of sex trafficking. It's not sexy, you fucking idiot. Uh, and she's like, it's, it's good that Kathy has a friend. You could probably use a friend. And Ethan's like, I have friends. I'm friends with Ben, and Margaret's like, okay. And he's okay, like, I'm friends great. with Ricky. And she says, no, you're not. He's family. And then sometimes he's, and then he's he, your parents, sometimes. And then Ethan, just out of nowhere, is like, oh, uh, Ricky and Amy's wedding is canceled. Bye. 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 Margaret is pissed. Yeah, she calls Nora, who answers in a funny hello, way that I... Hello, Governor, I've been hanging hello, out with George Borkovich too much. Bushes. Remember when I was... George Jergens did this on an episode? So Nora um, uh, says, she's like, oh, it's it's fine that the wedding is canceled as long as Ricky's happy. And Margaret says, well, I'm not happy and just hangs up on Nora because that's the, I just, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had anyone do that to me. Just be like, I'm mad. Beep. Like, I feel like I'd take that pretty personally. <laughs> I feel like if you're so mad that you hang up on someone on the spot like that, it's immediately followed by you calling back and just being like, hey, I, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Right. Like, so why, really... <laughs> I, if I were Nora, I would be like, I would probably just text Margaret like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, she's on, she is on the work phone. She can't text. Well, she texts her with her own phone. She doesn't have her own phone. She doesn't have a raise yet. Oh. So Leo walks out of his office and he says, Nora, I'm, I'm, I remember me. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I'm taking Chloe to therapy, and then I'm taking her to Kathy's house. Can and I then, just say, can I just say, I'm very happy that Chloe's seeing a therapist. Please, for the love of God, please, please don't, please let it not be Ken Fields. It's the Boykoviches, so it is Ken Fields. Please don't let it be Ken Fields. I mean, you say it's the Boykoviches, so it's Ken Fields. It's small town LA, so it's it's Ken Fields. There are canonically now two therapists and one psychiatrist in in small town LA. Who's the Who's the second therapist? Uh, Fern, Fern, Alice. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> Fern, Alice, Fern, Alice, Fern Gully, Fern, Fern parentheses Alice, um, mother so- of Alice Gully. <laughs> Um, so, Ka- Chloe is meeting a friend, it's Kathy, that's good to me, I that's like great. that. 
Nora Nor- says, uh, this is, this is a weird moment. Leo's like, I'm, I'm on my way out. And Nora's like, uh, you, you never got me those reports you were supposed to sign. And Leo just glares at her and they move on from that. I don't know what that was. Uh, also, we get a reminder that Ben apparently works at the butcher stop shop still. Yeah, whatever. I don't believe a second great, of that. Great, sure. Nora says she misses the butcher shop, and Leo says, well, I like you here, and I'm giving you a raise. And Nora says, wow, thank you. I'm saving up for a car. Uh, Leo says he likes Chloe, that she's a kick in the pants. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nora mm-hmm. calls Anne mm-hmm. and asks why the wedding is canceled. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's like, oh, George didn't mean any harm. And Anne's like, what the fuck? He, he didn't mean any harm when he lied about getting a vasectomy. He definitely didn't ne- mean any harm when he did this. Yeah, uh, I mean, he didn't mean any harm, but it's still shitty. Uh, An- so Anne's really mad, and she's like, uh, just so you know, Nora, I'm evicting George and you with him. <laughs> Man, that's... <laughs> Which, I don't know why she's evicting Nora, too. Well, she's defending George. Like... Unforgivable. Okay, so yeah, she's just, I guess she's just like, fuck you too. Uh, so uh, Nora and George are both now being evicted. Uh, she tells Nora that Ricky and Amy aren't really married. So she's like, that's a lot of shit to drop on someone at once. I'm it's evicting, really, I'm, it's, my friend, I'm evicting you for no particular reason. And It's also, really funny that Anne is evicting George. It's not funny that Anne is evicting Nora. Yeah, considering, like, there, like Nora, I don't think, was paying Anne rent. I think Anne was just letting her live in that house. So, like, what, know, does, like, does Anne just, like, want to be a landlord now? Of, I mean, you know, it's so sad, Sam. Like, people are so mean to landlords. And it's really <laughs> offensive to me and my Rich sensibilities. Rich people, Christians, and landlords. It's really sad that Nora wasn't paying Anne rent. That's just, that's violating Anne's human rights. I don't know that she wasn't, but anyway. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so we go to George, who's with Donovan. Yay, it's Donovan. Uh, and George is like, hey, uh, he's like trying, he's trying to like replan the wedding. He's like, why are there only 49 people at the wedding and not 50? And Donovan why are says, there only, Anne likes. Why are there only seven Horcrux at the wedding? <laughs> Great. Uh, Anne, uh, uh, Donovan says, Anne likes odd numbers. And George says, Anne is an odd number. Okay. George, so, George's like, I want all of your plans for the wedding. And Donovan says, I don't have the plans. Anne has them. And George he says, says well, let's plan a new wedding because you're on my side. It's centrism season for Donovan. And he says that, that, uh, I mean, he's right to, he's he right, right to not want to get in the middle of this. Remember when, uh, remember when George didn't pay Donovan? Man, I always forget that Donovan was working at the furniture store for free. <laughs> for fun. Well, let someone please think of the managers who don't have to pay their employees. That is so nice. And it's so sad that George had to pay Donovan. Um, Weird. So they do a lot of business with Anne, apparently, and so they yeah they we knew need this. to like we knew they this. need to like work things out uh, and have like a, a cordial relationship with each other so that they can maintain business relationships and that but they have kids. They have one kid and she's out of the house, so it's fine. Um, so Donovan says that I thought, uh, they, I thought they had another one. I don't recall them having another one. Yeah, I guess they didn't. So this is a weird moment. Uh, uh, Donovan's like. Uh, George, I know you feel like you did nothing wrong, but you did keep a secret from Anne and let her think that you were the father of the baby. And George is like, yeah, well, Roboruto's gonna be a nerd if I'm not around to be a male influence in his life. <laughs> I, mean, I need to be a male influencer in his life. Or, or, or he's gonna grow up a nerd? He's gonna grow up to be, I mean, David Johnson, let's face it, that guy is a cuck. Um, I don't know, man, that guy fucks. <laughs> 
He's really good with condoms, George. He's I he wouldn't I wouldn't say he's a cuck. It. I mean, he did fuck his assistant. He fucked his assistant. He fucked in and Jurgens. He's really good with condoms. He gave birth. He, oh well, I guess no, because his wife lied to him about the, the family history of infertility. Oh, sorry, he, I forgot. He was literally being cucked. Yeah, but you know, sometimes the Chad can be much like somehow times how the parents need parents. Sometimes the cucked cucked can become the Chad. <laughs> There's a Chad inside of you waiting to come out. <laughs> so, um. So, yes. okay, this, this is another just just rapid-fire weird moments. What happens here is so strange. Nora walks in and she says... If I had one eviction for every bread that I was eating in my life... How many breads have you eaten in your life? Remember that? Nora! Uh, that was the joke I was making. So, uh, Nora, she walks in and she's like, Hey guys, I'm just gonna have hey some bread... I'm just gonna take some bread and eat it in my room... And then Donovan's like, I should get going. And then she's like, okay, here's a roll for the road. And he says, ah, a roll for the road. And then he leaves. Uh, and then a she... fucking Satoshi Kojima bread club stand out of here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. She says to George, she's she's kind of hinting, she's trying to hint that, that they might get evicted. He's She's like... Hey, are you still thinking about having the wedding in the backyard? I, I really admire and... the strength of your eviction. I mean, convictions. <laughs> Uh, she's like, hey, I, I think, uh, I think that you might not have a place to live if you don't patch things up with Anne and work things out. Willany knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. Because what I like to do when I drive back from Palm Springs is it's just- not go home. Is just go to <laughs> talk to my She knew there would be an AA meeting. And... She knew there'd be an AA meeting here eventually. Yeah, I don't know why she's here. She knocks on the door and she's like, hey, I need to talk to you two about Anne. And George is, George is like- Oh yeah, you want to oh, you dude, I know why. gal pal. Sam, I know why. Why? When you are because because like spoilers, Willadine wants to talk to to Nora about how she doesn't want to date Anne, right? When you're a teen and you're having, you know, you don't want to talk to your the person you're dating because you're a teenager when you're having relationship problems, so you go talk to your friend and you get them to break up with with Anne for you because they're all teenagers. Uh... Yeah. Oh. So, so, uh, yeah, George calls Anne her little gal pal, which is weird, and then he storms out. We go to the only good scene in the episode. But it's also a bad scene because it's Brenda liking to have Chloe talk about her horrible, uh, trauma for I us. think, I think for, for what they were working it's, with, I it's, think this- It's fine for the show, it's bad for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, Chloe, uh, and Kathy are enjoying a delicious dinner together made by Kathy's wonderful grandma, who we like. Kathy's uh, wonderful grandma, who does not appear in the episode because she wanted to Yeah, eat it's bread. all very wholesome, and- She's eating bread and, in the And bed. then, uh, Ka- uh, Chloe starts talking about- uh, she's like, ah, Leo is good. I hope he beats up my stepdad. And then she starts talking just about a quick how her reminder stepdad is how... abusive, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah. I just, uh, I like the quick reminder of like, wow, Leo could, re-. she says he could really kick my stepdad's ass, which I think is a good reminder of where Leo comes from. Cause I think that we lose that a lot in the later seasons. Yeah. That he like. is, uh, from the Sopranos. Yeah. I think that he could break my stepdad's knees. <laughs> uh, he could really so... break my stepdad's belt with all that delicious sausage he's making. Hey, oh, ah, so Chloe's like, Oh, sorry, I, I shouldn't get so dark over dinner. Like, let's talk about happy things. And then uh, she's, Kathy's like, oh, like my baby being adopted? And she's like, yeah, is that a happy thing for you? And Kathy's like, I, I guess it's kind of bittersweet. And Kathy's like, hey, you mentioned you're in therapy. And Chloe says, 
She says, uh, it feels like I'm shoveling through all the stuff in my head, and I don't know if I'll ever get to the bottom of all of it, but sometimes I see it, I feel a glimmer of hope that I might be normal and well-adjusted someday, and then... She looks great, she looks directly at the camera and says, My therapist, Dr. Jones, she's so great, I love speaking to her, and I love her, all of the great advice she gives to me, and, <laughs> and it's so nice, she's that never will never be in the episode. Yeah, she, she never threatened to kick my ass one time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kathy's like, "Hey, how do you how do you deal with all the the darkness?" And uh, she's like, "Well, sometimes the best thing you can do is just uh, get a friend and keep on Aww. shoveling." And I was yeah, like, that's, "Cool teen moment. That's, that's nice. nice. That's, that's a cool teen moment." Is I don't I don't know that it's very well written. <laughs> But hey, but the, two, the content, hey, 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 I suppose, hey, hey. was nice, besides two, the stuff that we skimmed over. Two women talking about therapy and being friends with each other. The scene did not pass the Bechdel test. I was paying No, but, but the second half of it did. No, it didn't. Did it not? I don't think it did. They were talking about being friends and going to therapy. Well, her therapist is Ken Field. So <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, shut up. Shut up. Hey. So Amy returns home with John, and then they talk about how their parents all know that they're not married, and then they say, great. Uh, Ricky says, hey, Amy, do you know what you want to do? And then John says, I know what I want to do because that kid's just not, he's just <laughs> that, not talented. John, okay, they found, like, like I know you cast the John boys when they were, like, so young. John grew up to be a terrible actor. He's not a, he's not a good he's not even actor. He's not even, like, good at being, like, cute, like, you know, the Full House children are. Right, like, he, he he doesn't like have cute moments. Like he's, he's a cute like, cute kid for sure. Yeah, he he looks. But like whenever cute. he talks or does anything, I don't know what I I know what I I know what do. I want to do. I, I I'm sorry to be making fun of the acting skills of a child. It's just like stop just giving say, him dialogue. <laughs> yeah, if he's gonna if he's not able if he's not able to step up, I okay, I'm gonna say it. They should replace this kid and just get a new kid. <laughs> You can you can get a get get someone in like uh like a Mitchell Musso. <laughs> John got so old. Man, that would be good. So uh I don't know why Mitchell Musso came to mind, but you know. Uh get like a get like a get like a get, get like, like, like a Frankie a, Muniz in there. Get a get Frankie Muniz in the mix. He was he was an adult by this time, but how that old was Shia LaBeouf? I think he could be John. You know, they do it like Elijah Wood in Lord of the Rings. They just make Elijah Wood stand very he's, far he's away. He's just standing far away. <laughs> Hello, mother. And starring and featuring faraway Mitchell Musso as John Jurgens. <laughs> so, so, um, Willa Dean is talking about, uh, how she didn't know that Anne was kicking George and Nora out. And, uh, Nora will have to be evicted or will have to leave if Anne evicts George. She I mean, she will won't, but Anne, but it, that's the thing is, it's, Anne, let's be clear, Anne is not evicting George, which means that Nora has to leave. She's evicting Anne is evicting George and Nora. <laughs> Landlord's rights. She deserves it. She wants to make it into an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, which is her right. So Willadine needs, Anne, Nora has enlisted Willadine to, um, go to Anne to drive to Palm Springs, drive back to Palm Springs, and get Anne to calm down. And, uh, because, beca- because, because, Willa Dean, who Anne has been dating for like a month or two. No, maybe. it's it's been several months now. Like it's at been least like, at least three months. I don't know. I don't know. We had a three month time skip. Okay, so they've been. Well, it's important because Willa Dean is a Raimi shipper, <laughs> and 
I think uh, she she it's very important to Willa Dean that that Ricky and Amy get married, and then Willa Dean is very sensible in this moment where she's just like, you know, I don't think I want to talk to Anne anymore. Uh, yeah, she's I, she's like, I'm not I'm not in love with her. Uh, I hate I, driving. I'm not two feeling hours. that serious about it. Like she I, says, I'm an sick of line. driving to and from Palm Springs. She it's, says it's not uh, worth it. She says, like, Roboto is there, and I can't stand the diapers and the bottles and the yeah, babies. Like, I, I don't really like up. kids. That kid needs to grow up. He is not, he is way too old for all three of those things. Yeah, she, she's basically like, this is, this is more serious than I'm looking for, which is totally fair. Sam, how fucking old is Roboto now? Yeah. So Nora was, is like. No, no, he was born at the beginning, mid-season two. It is now season five. It has been three seasons. There have been two school years. And a half, I think, because it's past winter break. He should be like he's, two he's and like a half. He's like two and a half or so, I think. That's why he's wearing diapers and eating baby food. And bottles. I mean, some some kids wear diapers for a while. That's true, but I think I think that... Not gonna name names. I'm sorry. I know I still... I know I haven't figured it out. I'm working on it, okay? I haven't figured out <laughs> toilet time yet. Uh... <laughs> So Nora tells uh, Willadine that she knew what she was getting into when she started dating a parent on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says that love conquers all, and then Willadine says, it's not love, it's like, and like doesn't conquer anything. Which it's not, I wouldn't even say it's like-like. <laughs> I do I do kind of enjoy that line. I think it's funny coming out of the mouth of an adult woman. No, I mean, I, th- I do think it's funny the idea that Nora is like, love conquers all, like, come on, if if you feel like it's not working, then, but Nora's like, but Willardine's just like, I don't know why you think I love her. <laughs> like, I have to drive six hours anytime there's I, traffic. I enjoy I hanging out with her and talking to her, and uh, God knows what we do beyond that, uh, but... I kiss her on the cheek three times. And that's I don't. It. I don't know that Brenda knows what we might do, so <laughs> I'm gonna say we probably kiss. We kiss um, on the cheek specifically. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, no, that no. I'm yeah. She's like I'm not fucking driving back to Palm Springs. I'd rather just break up with her. And I'm I like, need to be completely fair. honest with you, Nora. The only reason I was dating Anne was because of her proximity to Mimsy, my favorite blogger, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite influencer, <laughs> my influencer, please. No. So, so Adrian Omar is talking asks, to, Yeah. I heard your game theory. <laughs> why are, why are you still on this right now? Are you yeah. are you in love with Ricky again? Yeah, he's like, why are you thinking so much about Ricky and Amy's marriage? She says, I'm just happy that I figured it out. And he says, Well, what would you say? Because if you're pretending, because I'm suspicious, if you don't that care you, about Ricky anymore. Then she's if suspicious. I said, he's suspicious that she's still into Ricky. So he's like, What if I asked you to go get married tonight? Which I don't know how that would prove anything, but okay. And she uh, says she has school tomorrow. They talk about some shit. I didn't write down any of it except for the fact that Adrian apparently hasn't told her parents yet that she's engaged to him. Well, okay. You have to understand. They haven't told him because Ruben, Catholic, Catholic shit, shithead Ruben, would be very sad if he found out that his daughter was having marital sex. That has, It would be really upsetting oh. to him if, if he found out that they were getting married so that they would have sex and have children and Catholic children and make more Catholics. I gotta say... Uh-huh. Like we know for we we had that scene with Omar meeting her parents. Like they love Omar. He's he's literally the perfect boy for for the for their eighteen year old daughter that he started dating her while she was in high school. Yeah, so I don't know why Adrian hasn't told her parents. Whatever. So Jack returns to the guest house. He's wearing smaller casts. It's uh, good. Just it's good for him. Uh, he says he's fine, and Grace says that Chloe asks about. He him says every he's day. fantastic. Oh, he's fantastic, and Chloe. Uh, 
Chloe asks about him every day, says Grace, and that, that she says she's also fantastic. And then everyone, oh, this he says, is great. why is Chloe asking about me? Which, why do you fucking think, Jack? You he saved says, her I life, only, remember? I only tangentially interacted with her and I had nothing to do with <laughs> anything, but okay. I was in a picture with her one time. <laughs> right. Uh, every, well, it's because everyone knows that he's staying at Grace's house. Uh-huh. And Jack gets very paranoid about this. See, this is what I was talking about, because he's very paranoid about the fact that people know he's staying here because he's afraid that the pimp is going to come back and make him pray again and hit him with a bat and make him Wait, wake up on. Is that uh, like a legitimate you think that was what the show was getting at? Yeah, because he gets really nervous when when he's like, I don't want people know, knowing where I'm staying right now. Oh, I totally missed that. That's why he that's why I think he he's like doesn't want to go back to the dorms or to his parents house. Because he wanted I, to stay here because he didn't want the pimp to come back and beat him. And this is like his repressed trauma sort of show. Oh, I guess that would make sense. I just, that did not come across to me at all. He comes um, back and he says, keep praying, Christian. And then Jack doesn't wake up till Easter. <laughs> so um, she says, why do you, she says, you're not okay. Why do you refuse to talk about what happened? And yeah. he says that he, he wants to be left alone. And she just says, hey, we've been dating for a couple months again. You were in a coma. I think we need to spend some time away from each other again. She, well, specific, we- specifically, she says, I think that we should spend the night away from each other. So like, are they living together in the guest house? Well, Grace had... there's We know three places that you can sleep in the Bowman's house. There's Grace's room, there's Tom's room, and there's the guest house. Tom is an adult with his own job, and that's why Grace and Jack are living in the guest house together. It makes sense. So Jack goes to his his uh his big boy bunk bed. <laughs> he yeah. apo- he apologizes for snapping at Grace and says that he wants to spend the rest of his life with her, which Grace loves to hear about, and he loves to, she loves to think about it. Yeah, that's that scene. Ricky goes to Margaret and Shakers and says that he's not really married to Amy, and that's that scene. Nora's uh, drinking a glass of wine, which sucked to see. Thanks, thanks, Brenda. And then um, the last scene in the episode, George walks back right, into the a, kitchen. Yeah. yeah, that's the same scene. Oh, yeah, you fool. Nora tells him that they're getting evicted, and nothing he does with Kathleen will make that go away. And George slowly looks up at the ceiling and raises his arms like fucking uh, Control-Alt-Delete, you hear about video games. (laughs) And he says, I need a miracle. And that was the fucking biggest gut punch of a line. I was like, no! George no. is Christian. Fuck George you. is Christian. No. No. He, no, he no! didn't say that. No. Um, if you want to see it, go to the uh, Jurgenit Discord and type colon need a miracle. I, I changed it to just miracle. Excellent. It was too long. I'm sorry. Oh, that sucks because I was going to make that a picture of uh, Violent J. <laughs> this is so weird. Dude, I've been, uh, I was over at Secret Older Brothers place yesterday and we watched the music video for Miracles, and I've been fucking thinking about it all day. <laughs> Isn't one of the miracles in that song UFOs in Outer Space? UFOs in Outer Space, uh, a pelican tried to eat my cell phone and then ran away. <laughs> my son looks like me. Yeah. It's a good it's, song. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Yep. Um, I, I didn't like this. Who episode. is your I, favorite and least... Hey, who's your favorite and least favorite character this episode? I give it as a tie to Chloe and Kathy. Chloe and Kathy's good. Remember, no Ethan, no Ricky, no George. I I went with Anne. (sighs) I really didn't like Anne in this episode. Wait, that was your least favorite? Oh, yeah, least favorite. I was like, I forgot what happened. My brain fell out of my skull. I know that Anne's going through some shit, but I don't think that she was going through shit 
to the extent that she needed to be like so like mean to Amy. She was mean to Amy and she evicted Nora for no and reason. And she evicted Nora for literally no reason. She made Nora homeless. And also, this stress of it made Nora start drinking again. So that's great. Wait, Nora... Yeah, she was drinking a glass of wine when George came in. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I said that uh, several minutes ago. I, I heard you say that, but on, like in my brain, I was like, oh, he must mean Margaret had wine or something. No, Nora was drinking a glass of wine when George came in. Oh, shit. Thanks, Anne. Great job. Oh, is that what... Nora Nora had a line where she was like, I'm an alcoholic, so if you're giving me bad news... I need good it... news. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That, that right. like, that was so small that I missed it. Oh shit, that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I really did not like Anne this week. Chloe, Lee, uh, Chloe favorite. That, uh... See, that, that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. It's like, she's going through this custody battle, but not really. Like, it's a custody battle between David and George. Yeah, it's not her problem, because she gets to keep Roboruto no matter what. I don't know why it's her problem, or why she's so angry, because she's not losing anything. Really, this it, doesn't a- sound, it doesn't sound like David has made any threat to be like, oh, and I want blah blah blah. 100% custody. Yeah, like, all that we know is that he's trying to take Roboruto away from George. Well, wouldn't it be funny if George lost his son and his place to live? That would be pretty pretty funny, actually. So if you have any questions, you can send us to jerganit.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Here's one from friend of the show, Dr. Balls Dandy, who says, Love a follow-up. Thanks so much. The author of Naruto and Boruto is Masashi Kishimoto. I don't know what that's a response to, but that's an interesting fact that I needed to know. Thank you. Do you, do you, how do you feel about, not currently, but how did you feel about Naruto? I really liked it in high how much, school. How much of Naruto did you watch? Let me check Crunchyroll. Let me see. I think I may have actually finally fucking removed it from my queue. I think I've seen like 40 episodes? I feel like I stopped watching... There's the tuning exams, right? Yeah. That is that the one where they go into the forest, or is that the one where it's That's in the where city? they go into the forest and Orochimaru is there, and there's the sound village what is ninjas. The, and... What is the other one? The, the one where they're, they're fighting in the city. In, like, the arena. That's part of the tuning exams. That's, like, the tuning finals, right? And I yes, think that that's, that's part that, of the tuning exams. Oh, Arushi shit, Mart- I've seen more of this than I thought. Yeah, oh, shit, Arushi- I've, seen, I know. I've seen 73 episodes. That's about... I feel like I stopped watching when, like, Orochimaru shows up at the tuning exams and... and but I also remember Naruto learning how to use his Rasengan, which comes much later, so I don't know... You might have... That might have been from the video game. No, I remember watching it in the anime. Oh, then who cares? I might have, you know what, it was probably when I was on Toonami and I was just, like, not watching every episode. There's Whatever. stuff that is good about Naruto if you if you skip the first literally ten minutes of every fucking episode. Yes, it's, uh, it's got One Piece disease. I think that the supporting characters of Naruto are much better than the actual main characters. Yeah, Shikamaru's awesome. There's some good supporting characters in that show. I love Rock Lee, genuinely. Even Rock in 2019, I mean, every, I everyone knows this. Rock Lee's fight against Gara is, like iconic we love naruto <laughs> okay uh here's a question from trash squatch who says since the plot this week is kathy's very good newfound friendship with chloe and only that what's a positive friendship that each of you would have liked to see developed in the canon of the show for added good vibes what's a friendship that's meant a lot to you hope you guys had a great hanukkah and new new years i had a great hanukkah and i great- i i did have a good time 
uh, with my girlfriend's family over Christmas. You know what? I'm a Scrooge, but it was it was a very manageable Christmas experience for me. I had an okay holiday season. I wasn't as mad as I usually am. <laughs> uh, okay, I, friendships. I don't think, that... I don't think so, this will surprise anyone. I I have always been rooting for Amy and Grace to be friends. It would be good. I've been really underwhelmed with I that think friendship. If Amy, I think if Amy broke up, friend broke up with Madison and Lauren. And was uh-huh. only friends with Grace and Adrian. Once they're friends, that's it. They're friends for life. Right. I right. think that would be good, and I wish to see that. Yeah, that would be in... good. Do you have any meaningful friendships that mean a lot to you? I like all of my online friends, and I also have my good old uh, barbershop quartet friends from high school that I still talk to all the time. Yeah, I would. I would like to give a shout out to uh, my friend Dan who uh, was a friend in high school, and since we have both uh, eventually moved back up here to Washington, we've been hanging out, and he and I and our older, our secret older brother uh, play board games every so That's often. That's great. That's right. We, we just played Gloomhaven basically all day yesterday. I don't know what Gloomhaven is, but it sounds fun. Oh, it's, it's fucking wild, dude. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's a cool friendship. Here's one from friend of the show Chai, who says, and I love the beginning of this question, has watching Secret Life of the American Teenager for over a year now warped your ability to have normal conversations with people where you don't bring up Brenda or how I do want to say, I do want to say, a year quick point the, of order, over two years. Over two years, Chai, Over two years. Double the projected amount, it has rotted my brain considerably more. I'll tell you one thing, I, my ability to engage with normal people has not been impacted by the show. Yes, correct. My ability to engage with people named Brenda... I you said that as if if arguing with yourself. No, it really hasn't. I'm confirming with you that if you were in public having a conversation, you wouldn't be just like, And then this is what Ben did! Um, This is a fact. I hope. I... I... I feel like it ends up getting brought up more often than I'd like. It gets brought up anytime someone mentions Shailene Woodley. But that's not (laughs) the real problem. The real problem is Which is constantly. Which is constantly. She's blowing up. Uh... I work, I work, I work food service at the moment and I have for a while. It has severely impacted my ability to engage with people who have the name Brenda. (laughs) This is a hundred percent true. This happened to me at my last job. Thanks Brenda. Thanks Brenda. Or I, when I'm taking someone's order. Yes, I do sometimes find myself compelled to say thanks Brenda or I'll, or I'll be like angry when I say the name Brenda, even if it's not uh, Brenda's fault. Have it's I told this... you about, I, I don't know if this has come up on the podcast before, just a, just a very short story of when, uh, I worked in food service and I asked a customer for their name to put on their order. And she said, she said, she looked me right in the eye and said, Bender. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> you were having issues there. I, I literally was like, like struggling not to just start laughing. And when I, when I swiped her credit card and the receipt printed out, I saw the name Bender on that receipt. Her name was Bender. Did you ask her if she lived large, large and kicks butt? That's uh, come on. I'm sorry. That's so those bad are all customer service. That is, please. We call it guest relations. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that's all of our questions for this week. Thank you for sending those in. Yay. Let's take it. Let's take it home. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter at jurgen at jurgenet.tumblr.com, twitter.com slash posistressme, twitter.com slash bradapisrexisjordan. We have a Discord. You can find all of our episode posts. You can chat with us about stuff. Patreon.com slash jurgenet. $1 gets you bonus content. You need to talk uh, about secret, secretlifepod.com. 
Secret uh, Secret Diary of Ashley Jurgens episode audio commentary Circle Jerk episodes fan fiction readings Grand High School <laughs> Exchange program five dollars gets you a shout out on the podcast you can send a message that we'll read in Ben Voice ASMR optional ten dollars gets you a shout out on the podcast Ben Voice all that stuff plus you can listen to the podcast while we record it shout out to our ten and five dollars subscribers Valerie W Destryhawk H Cape Doctor B Dandy Colby Alexander Grass Dragon Corbett thank you all so very much we can find all of our episodes at SecretLifePod.com we're hosted on NoiseBase.xyz at a home of podcasts Jordan. I just we started didn't start feeling the fire. What? I just started feeling really bad. So what? I'm gonna. We're, this is the end of the podcast forever. Wait, no, no, no. We have to. We have to, like ten more episodes. No, I, Jordan. I have to. I have to hang up right now. Goodbye. What? <laughs> I feel very sick right now. Oh, okay. This is the end of the podcast forever. Have a good week, and thanks, Brenda. Feel better. Goodbye. Bye. Brenda Vision. American Teenager. Is-